Welcome to Marriage Monday with Jeremiah and Savannah Jennings. The Jennings own Growing Green Landscapes and are very happily married. In this podcast, Jeremiah and Savannah discuss the wins, losses, good times, bad times, and everything in between pertaining to owning a business while maintaining a healthy marriage along the way. We hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and thank you for joining in for another Marriage Monday. This is actually going to be a fun one. We have a guest interview for you today. Savannah is joining us. Savannah, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Glad to be here. Uh, hopefully, everything is going well in y'all's world. We actually have the honor and privilege of having Aaron and Leslie Strunk on tonight, and uh, we are very excited about this. Aaron, we've, been, we've chatted for a quite a couple years probably honestly maybe a year or two over instagram and uh kind of grown a friendship there and then we get to see each other at all these events and uh, recently at equip hung out a little bit with you and your wife and that was a that was a really fun time so how y'all doing tonight uh, we're doing good doing well uh recovering from the heavy three to four days of being at equip you know it it will wear you out up up late and getting up early but uh we're doing well doing well yeah that's good it's uh it is a crazy week for sure like that it flies by, but uh, in the moment, it's like, my goodness, it's 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 long days, uh, very, very long days. So we're excited for Savannah to come next year. Uh, Savannah mm-hmm. hasn't been able to make that trip yet. But um, was this, Leslie, have you come multiple times? How is that? Have you, how many times have you gone? I've gone all three times with Okay, him. so you've gone the whole, every time. What do you yeah. think about it? What is a, what is a woman's perspective on it? It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of walking around. <laughs> yeah, it is. You better have some comfortable shoes. Yes. Were you wearing, um, were you wearing Hey Dudes? Did I, some, did I remember you wearing Hey Dudes? Yes, Yeah, we have those. That's They're pretty comfortable. How did they hold up for you? Yeah, they did pretty good. Good. Uh, it's a lot, from a woman's point of view, it's a lot of stuff I don't know about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there to see people and really just spend time with him yeah so, yeah it's yeah. a good little getaway for y'all because you don't don't take the yeah. kids or anything so um well that's awesome well let's hop into it uh i just want to kind of hear so aaron you haven't been on the podcast yet but i want to kind of transition this and, and kind of merge into one episode um i know your story a little bit i don't know actually the whole thing i don't think so tell us your right. story of aaron's lawn care how that whole th- process started your history and then we're kind of morph into um how y'all have done it being married and, and raising a family. Right. Absolutely. Um, I started this process about six years, seven years ago, back in 2016. Uh, it started as we needed extra income. I worked a full-time job at a factory called Continental Tire. Um, and if you've heard of them, they're a pretty well-known tire, tire factory, tire brand. Um, and we just wasn't making enough. I was working 40 hours a week, could work overtime, but it just, you know, we we're bringing in 500 bucks, 550 a paycheck. It just wasn't quite it. So wow, yeah. I started, I started advertising for Moen and, uh, the name is, as you probably can assume, didn't, it wasn't too creative. Uh, it started off literally the job done though. It does. And the way I named it was I was doing what you probably shouldn't do, but I had seen a Facebook post while driving home from work, someone looking for lawn care. And so on the fly, I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, what is the name? What is the name? Oh, Aaron's Lawn Care, you know? So I threw my threw that out there and told him to give me a message me and it stuck ever since. And uh, so I started, I did that for about a year and a half under the table. Um, it it went well enough to the point that I told, told Leslie here, 
I need to make this official because I don't want the IRS chasing after me wondering where, you know, I think I made maybe like $10,000, you know, somewhere in that time frame in the first full year of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I was like, I just can't keep doing that. I, and I was watching the YouTubes. I wasn't into, there wasn't like, I know there was podcasts out there, no long care business successes out there, but at the time I didn't know about it. Well, yeah, that um, was, was like just the very, very beginning. Like I think, I think Julius was the only, literally one of the only ones out there, if not the only one out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't know about it at the time, but I, I, so I was doing YouTube, Brian's Law Maintenance, Top Notch. Um, Geek to Freak, was he still on at that point or was he gone by then? I think he was gone, so I didn't know a whole lot about him. Or yeah. if he was still on, I hadn't found him yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also watched Fall River. Uh, he oh, was yeah. pretty big back then. Um, and there were several others off the top of my head. I can't think of them. Think of all of them. Um, but so in 2018, I got my business license, and it went well. I had, I would say, 14, 14 to 17 accounts. Not all of them paid. Uh, one was my church. One was my own. So I had a wide variety of yards. But I knew I could go full time and I wanted to go full time. So we sat down. I sat down with my pastor several times and he decided or he told me, he goes, I would love for you to have 25 accounts for you to go full time. This was in February of 2019. I was talking about going full time in the spring. He goes, I'd love for you to have 25 yards at least by the time you go full time to somewhat replace the income that you're going to be losing. Uh, when that spring came along, I worked my last day of, of my two week notice. I was sitting at 34. So I had basically doubled my accounts. Uh, Home Advisor had been a big help with that. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Time. That's interesting. I want to circle back to that. We, and we can. Um, so I did. I 34 was when I started. I ended the season around 45-ish. Um, and ever since then, this has been a growing process from year to year, uh, adding on more yards. You know, I'm somewhere in the 70, 75 as a solo guy. I do all That's of this solo. It's a lot. Um, there's days. So a lot of times I tend to stay heavy in the mowing. Uh, it wears me out from mm-hmm. time to time. And I've noticed over the last, we'll say a year and a half, I feel like I get tired a little more. Yeah. Even though I'm only 32, I can tell it's wearing on me. Um, so it's a it's a process. Um, but the plan is to maybe get an employee next year if everything works out and uh, try and grow from that perspective. That is a really cool story. Um, I think there's a million ways we could go there and I don't even know where I want to go first. So, well, let's go back to, uh, in the beginning, you said you worked at a tire factory. Um, you were 500 bucks a week. What, I mean, is that minimum wage, a little bit more than minimum wage? Like, I don't even know at that time, no, what was I, minimum wage? I was making, I guess you would say double minimum wage. I was making good money. Okay. Uh, 20 to 20, I think I'm making 20 bucks, 21 bucks an hour. But you took out insurance. The insurance was really well. Uh, we, yeah. we, chose, we chose the highest. Um, you had the 401k. And then, of course, I live in the state of Illinois. That's and taxes are a lot. <laughs> really? Um, they, really? They hit you with the taxes in Illinois. It's pretty good. So Need to move to the sunny state of Florida where you don't pay any uh, income tax. That'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be ideal, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, so, Leslie, were you working at that point? Were you working full-time? Have you always worked? What, what was that whole – what did that look like? Uh, I have not worked in about nine and a half years. Okay. And, well, I started working a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Um, I did not work then. I was a stay-at-home mom when we had our first girl. Wow. Our first child, we decided that I was going to stay home. He wanted that. I wanted that. And it just worked. It was hard at times. There was, like I tell other people, it's a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But it was one of the best things that you could have ever done. 
Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's interesting. I know I saw you and Liz talking a lot at, at Equip. I think she's a, she's a stay-at-home mom, too, so I think she can relate to that, Brian and Liz Fullerton. Um, Brian does some really good things to be able to allow her to stay at home. We're kind of in the process of trying to get to that point of where Savannah can stay at home uh, full-time. What is – I mean, how did that look for y'all? You say sacrifices. Um, what, what kind of – are we talking like – Financial sacrifices, obviously. I know you sacrifice time with Aaron because, like, if he's out all day being so so breadwinner, then it's like, well, he's going to spend a lot of his time out mowing. Like, and there's a lot of sacrifices involved there. How did y'all kind of combat that and, and work through the process of, hey, I'm quitting this job, I'm part time, then I go full time into it. Um, there's a lot of time spent away from each other. You have the kids at home by yourself. I know that's a lot. Like. Savannah can attest to that. Yeah, we're learning. I just have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, just just walk us through the process of that whole that whole journey. Um. Well, I really don't know how to explain it. Either but one of you, I, and yeah, I mean, either one of you, Aaron. If you if you want to talk about your side of it, either way, I I just think it's cool because it's a unique story that you had a kid and you were automatically a first uh, stay at home mom, and, and I think that's cool that y'all set that up in your. Uh, in your belief system, okay, what your conviction, whatever you wanted to want to call it, like that was your desire, and you stuck through it even through the hard times. My mindset originally behind her coming to be a stay-at-home mom was, you have to pay for daycare, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. at the time, the jobs that she had, she had been working at McDonald's, you know, so it wasn't like it was. I think she'd worked in the bank at past, but she wasn't working a job that necessarily paid a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was one of those things. Do we send them to daycare? Let's say she brings home every two weeks, you know, four to 500 bucks, you know, at best for, you know, McDonald's, if that's where she went. Yeah. You're going to pay anywhere from 20 to uh, back then. It may have been 15 to 20. I don't know what the no, rates are. About, I think it was actually 25, 20. So it's still $25 per day. That's per kid. And yeah. they, even if we had one, that's still 25 bucks a day you know that's 250 bucks a week yeah you know basically if you were to do that each week you're talking that's potentially you know 500 bucks every two weeks yeah Yeah. and what if she ain't even clearing the the money it cost us to put them in daycare and we're just back at square one yeah so my mindset originally was there's no point in spending money that we don't have to yeah um and unless unless she had had a great opportunity you know she had a career i know savannah's in nursing and things like that so that's Mm -hmm. a little different um, but you know, it wasn't like she had a big major career when we had our first child. Mind you, I had only been here for like three years because yeah. I lived in Missouri most of my life. So when we, before about a year before we got married is when I moved here to Illinois. Oh, wow. And How did y'all meet? <laughs> that's a story. <laughs> uh, so then like. With me, I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I've yeah. always loved, loved, loved babies. Yeah. So, like, it would have been, like, torment for Definitely me as leave a, them. For a lot of women to leave their babies mm-hmm. after they're born and stuff. So, for me, it was it was definitely the, the whole don't want to pay for daycare thing because it's so much. But, yeah, also, it's one of those things that if I had the chance to do it, I was definitely going to do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I I was just going to say, I was going to say how we met to kind of tie that end up is my buddy's sister met her cousin online. um, And they got married over time and moved 
to where she moved to where he lived. And at the time she was actually living with them. Mm. And so they used to come over regularly for holidays and different things to come back to spend time with my buddy's family. And so in, in one of the times she came over, they came over, they brought her with, and, uh, she didn't, we didn't talk at first, but it, uh, over time we did. So the rest is history. Yes. The rest is history. I hear you. That's really cool. Um, no, I think the daycare thing is a really, uh, that's a topic that probably isn't talked about enough because not a, there's a financial side to it, but then not only like you're, it's kind of like the, the conversation of homeschool versus public school. Like you're sending right. your kids off to be raised by somebody else, essentially. Yeah. And, and you're paying a lot of money to do it as well. Yeah. So yeah. if you, if you're not walking away from a career that you're in love with, then yeah, why would you, I mean, you're going to, and especially like if you're just paying for the kids to go to daycare, essentially, then it's like, why not? I, 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 I like that, and I admire that from from y'all on, on that end. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's when it comes to other people raising children, like you know, my sister in law and brother in law, they have to they send their child to daycare. Yeah, and a lot of obviously a lot of people do, but like for me, like I understand that you there's a lot of situations that you do have to send your child to daycare. Mm-hmm. There's careers that you know, that you love, or there's just as far as money wise, you can't make it on one income and stuff like that. Like that's another, that's why I was saying sacrifice because only one income living on that for so long, it was really hard. Yeah. Um, But like having someone else raise my children for nine, eight to 10 hours a day was just not, what I wanted to do at all. And like I said, I completely understand. Believe me, I give credit to all the working moms out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, I mean, I know it's a hard situation too. E- each side has their own place. We, we need working moms. We still have to have women in the workforce and we need to repopulate the earth. So it's like, we have yeah. to have that too, but we also need to stay at home moms as well. So that's, that's really yeah. cool. What, what's some advice maybe that y'all could give to somebody who's, because there's a lot of guys who are young in business and listen to the show there. Uh, so I don't know if you've listened to the show that we did on, let's see, what was that? Monday? Monday. Yeah, this yeah, Marriage Monday on Monday. Um, it's kind of a, a quick debrief. Everybody that we talk to loves the concept of this idea that we're doing, the whole marriage topic, um, which really shocked me. I didn't know how it was going to go. Uh, I didn't know if people were going to enjoy it or not. But apparently it's a hit. People like it. So... There's a lot of people. I know there, for a fact. There's people listening in that are in this stage. They're having young kids, or um, they're thinking about having kids in the future. And obviously, their goal is to run a business and let their wife stay home and not have to go to work every single day. What right. is some advice y'all would give to some couples out there? Because you've been through that. You started the company. You you sacrificed financially, time wise, all those things. What's some advice you would give to somebody who is? in that stage of life and they're trying to get to the point where they can stay at home and be a stay at home mom. And, and it's kind of, because I know it was, it, I know it was a journey. I know it was a process. I know it was hard along the way. There has to be, there was definitely some arguments. There were some times that weren't fun. Uh, financial talks, fine. I mean, all those things, money's hard. Like it's just, it's just tough, but everybody goes through it. So what are some things that y'all could give out there to the, to the bigger community? You want me to start, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would have to say it is not as it's not as hard as it would look. Uh, I would say that it, it's going to seem like it's extremely hard, 
it's going to seem like you have lost, you know, depending on how much the, the spouse is working, whether it's the husband that's going to stay home or maybe, or, or I say maybe it's the mom staying home or maybe, maybe you, the husband, maybe you're the one that's going to stay home and the wife's, you know, the, the mother's going to work. Um, it's, it's not near as hard as it looks, especially if you were all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not say, Hey, I'm going to stay home and you're going to continue to work. And that's how it's going to be. That that's yeah. not the way to approach it. Um, you want to be able, you need to take the time to sit down and be like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. You know, you may even have a breakdown of where your income's at, you know, you know, are you, how much are you spending for the childcare? How much is left over? What kind of stress is it bringing in? Um, you really need to go over the ins and the outs of the possibility of a, being a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad. Mm. Uh, don't don't take it. Don't just go into it blindsided. Definitely put some thought into it. And as know for your, us, you know, know your numbers. Yes, know your numbers. And also another thing too is pray about it. Yeah, you know, I, I know you. I know you're big on faith, um, and so are we. And it's one of those things you can't you. You can't go if you if you have any kind of faith, any kind of religious mindset. You can't go through life without putting, you know, reaching, asking God, you know, how should we do this? How should we approach this? You know, give us the direction that we need to go. Yeah, I agree. When it comes to uh, making sure that both of you are on the same page, making sure that to be honest, you have to be honest with each other. You know, if you go into this. If I was to go into this saying that, yeah, I want to stay home with the babies, but yet in some ways I didn't really want to, then in the end, it's going to just clog, like, there's some tension that's going to be brought up. Yeah. Yes. And the same with him. If I was saying I really wanted to stay home, you know, and he was kind of like, I don't know, Mm. that's still like you have to be on the same page. You have to have all your numbers and ducks in a row, Mm -hmm. really. And it's not easy. Um, You know, you still every day or not every day, hopefully. um, But every once in a while, you get in arguments and stuff like that and tips about some stuff. Obviously, finances are always a a tough uh, subject in marriages and stuff like that. You have to be honest. Like whenever we came into this, I'm the one that's been over our finances and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like when I would get really stressed, there was a lot of times, sometimes I wouldn't say anything, but then sometimes it would just like kind of build up and I'm like, okay, this is, then I would just kind of break down and tell him everything. You know, it's hard and it's um, just in the end, you have to be on the same page about it and everything else will work out about it. And if it's something that can't seem to happen right now, if someone, if you're going into a situation and your wife or husband or, you know, whichever one of you would like to stay home, if it doesn't seem possible now, work toward that. Mm. Try to set that goal. Yeah. Set that goal. Try to, if it's extra debt that you're trying to get rid of before that happens, set that goal, you know, and um, just do little things. If it's stuff that you're spending extra money on, not really needing to try to get rid of that. Um, just like you said, just make a goal for it. Pray mm. about it. Yeah. You know, if, it, if it's 
I guess if you say, if it's the Lord's will, it can happen. And if both of you are on the same page eventually and stuff like that, and it can happen and it can be a great thing. Yeah, man, that's good. No, I, I'm just caught up into the story there. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's a really cool process to see. I'm sure that y'all can look that y'all can look back and and say like, look how far we've come. And I'm sure you're not where you want to be, but it's like, no, look at not. look at how far we've come in the past five years. Um, so what is this? Did this end year five for you of being in business? So this, or what? I don't remember yes, what, what this time. Is the, yes, this is the end of officially year five of business. Yeah. Four years full time, and then I did one year official of official business part time. I did like a year and four or five four months uh, under the table. So. Yeah. No, that's really cool. So five years in, what are we looking at going forward? I know you said you're getting tired a little more easy. Uh, that's that's part of being an owner operator. Like that, that is the struggle that everybody always combats. The so the argument is to scale or not to scale. That's always the argument. And then the people that say no, I just want to be an owner operator forever. Uh, those are the ones. Well, they're what they. The people that want to scale, their argument to that is, well, what are you going to do when you're 45 and you don't want to go out there and it hurts your body every single day? So right. what is your plan to combat that moving forward? Uh, how how you, do you have goals for the company? Where do you want to take the company? And and if you want to stay a solo operator, then there's nothing wrong with that. And on our operator, there's nothing wrong with that. You just already know and are experiencing, hey, if I want to do this and this is the route we want to stay, then we're going to have to work through this. We're going to have some – my body's going to get beat up over time. Right. I mean, if I come at it directly from a solo operator, from that side solely, I would say I'm going to stay on my own. Um, just to be honest, I it it's easiest. You know, there's no stress as far as not chasing employees. Uh, if work's not done right, there's no one to blame but myself. You know, there's it's the 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 solo operator is the easiest of all. There's no money going out. You're not paying. Uh, you don't have to pay into a 401k for employees if that's you're able to offer. It. You know, you're not paying all this taxes and all the workman's comp and all that stuff. But coming at it from, I guess you would say a neutral position, you know, I'm, I am getting older. I'm not getting any younger. And my, if, if anyone knows, knows me that, you know, if anyone hears this and actually knows, knows me personally, my body has not treated me well. Uh, I've, I would say I'm probably the body of about a 50 year old. Uh, I've got a bad back. I've got bad knees due to hereditary. I've got shoulders and elbows from the factory. Uh, I've got early eight stages of tennis elbow. Um, and that, and that's one of the reasons I really wanted to get out of the factory was my elbows were going out and the factory didn't believe me. Um, so you're, so, you're slowly falling apart. I'm, yeah, I'm slowly <laughs> falling apart. So coming from that perspective, I would like to get to where I have at least one employee. Um, so that, it takes the workload off me. I do have summer help. My pastor's son, he'll come out and help me in the summertime. And, you know, he's only from there from into school to start of school. So I don't put any work around him. But I love the relief that it takes off my shoulders. Uh, the pressure, I guess you could say, it takes off of my shoulders from me having to do the work day in and day out. Yeah. Uh, so ideally, I would like to get to where I have at least one employee. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say my... I'm picky about my work. Now, granted, I can be sloppy. Everyone is sloppy at some point. You get yeah. tired, you get sloppy. But I strive to be the best that I possibly can, and I get picky if it ain't done a certain way. Mm -hmm. So and, I know and you've created that mold, that that uh, reputation for your customers as well. So that's you have a correct. high you have a high reputation to upkeep. I have a uh, client actually that I brought on this year. 
that they wanted, they chose me because I was by myself. And the guy they had before, they said he was good, but when he had his help, mm-hmm. it worked tend to slack. And mm-hmm. so it, he, like he doesn't, like he, I guarantee you, he would not be happy if I had two employees and I didn't run the truck and he showed up to mow that yard and there wasn't me there. He would not be happy with that. What mm-hmm. to the point I would almost be. I would be surprised if I kept him. I would, yeah. I would almost guarantee he would let me go mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not doing the work. So, like, I always kind of want to be there, um, but I wouldn't be against, you know, getting to the point right that the employee is able to, you know, if I'm sick for a day or something, you know, they could actually handle. I think that's the thing is, is at least having somebody to turn to. Like, if you go to Equip and it's not a drought and yards need to right. be mowed, Who's going to mow your yard? Like, it just takes so much stress off of you having at least that one guy that can go out and at least cover a little bit of ground. Right. Yeah. And I do have a couple buddies, specifically one that lives real close to me, that if I – like last year, so we had to mow some yards. I, I reached out to all clients, let them know, hey, we're going to quit, or at the time, GIE. Um, you know, I'm going to be gone. That day we left Wednesday. I'm gone Wednesday through Friday. Do you want your yard mowed? You know, we were kind of – we were more grass was going way better than it was right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year. And so I was like, if you want your yard mode, I can get someone to come. If not, it can skip a week. Um, we do biweeklies up here. So any of those biweeklies I did, I made sure they got done. Um, and then and I told him, I was like, I got a buddy that will come mow. I was like, if you have any questions, just reach out to me. If he misses something, reach out to me. I will be the point of contact, but it will get taken care of. And so that's the way we did that last year. Um, and so I have him to lean on as well, but I would be ideal to have my own employee at the same time. So it's, I'm going to aim for it. They're hard to find. I know yeah. that's the story. It's hard to get someone to work. Um, I think it's we'll more just, about the environment that you create though. Like we hear that story over yeah. and over and over again. And the guy that we just brought on, I don't know, two months ago, right before Jack was born. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations. He's worked in just about every landscape company around our area. Like he's worked for a lot of people since he was 16 years old. He's 24 right. now. And, it really, we've had conversation after conversation after conversation. It's not how much money they make. It's about the environment and the person they're working with. And like, right. when you, especially when you're getting that first key guy, like you want to build, because things might change. You might break your leg tomorrow or you might cut your finger right. off with a head trimmer and not be able to go out in the yeah. field and produce work. Yeah. So yes. you want to at least have that one key guy built up from the beginning of knowing how to do everything. And then if you do want to scale down the road, think, like I said, things change. You never know what can happen in the future. You at least yeah. have a good foundation to build off of. And I think that's our goal with, with Bailey's working for us now is like, we're trying to do everything we can to set up a fantastic foundation for him and really want to make it a great environment for him to work in moving forward. So that would be, that would be my advice to you and anybody else out there is bringing on that first guy is like pay him good, pay him a livable wage. But at the same time, like, don't just think that's going to be good enough. Make sure that they are have a good environment to, to show up to, and make it feel like they're right. working for a company. Like we were in the truck today, and or we we were eating lunch. Is what we were, doing. we were eating lunch, and he saw one of his buddies that he knew from high school, and I was sitting at the table just eating, not scrolling my phone or something. And I heard him, the guy ask, "Where are you working now?" And he said, "Growing green landscapes." He didn't say I was working for. He didn't say I'm just I'm working for a guy cutting grass. Like he said, right. "I'm working for this company." And, and it, right. it really, it was cool to me to, to hear that because I'm like, well, yeah, it might just be me and him and maybe one other guy during the summer, but to him, it feels like he's working at a business and he has a legit job. So 
all, okay. all the stuff that goes along with it, it, it's hard to be an employer. It's not easy. Like, there's a lot, like you're saying, workers' comp, taxes, all that stuff that come in. It's hard, but when you do it right from the beginning, I think it can really help you in the long run. Correct. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. So, I do have one question. This is one that I always like hearing from other entrepreneurs and business owners uh, how they handle this because we've handled this differently uh, over in, in the past years is how do you handle your health insurance? Because you don't carry insurance anymore through your work and you just, unless you just started working, but it wasn't working that whole time. And you're saying you right. have all these, all these ailments and you're getting old early. So like, how is that something, how have y'all handled that moving I mean, in the past, moving forward? Um, how have you done that? Just because other people always ask or, and are looking for advice. And even if it's, you didn't carry health insurance, like people, that's a, that's a very common thing too. So I was just right. curious to see right. how y'all did that. So we started off with profit sharing. Which is yeah, a yeah, absolutely. We've done that. Christian organization. Yes. Um, Metashare. Yeah, Metashare. Metashare. Metashare kept me afloat when I cut my fingers off. So I, I can't talk good good enough about them. The only thing I'll say one thing bad about them, and the way the reason mm-hmm. we don't have. I hate to say that. I know they took care of you, but if anyone who has seen my wife, they know she is not physically fit. You know, and unfortunately, they shamed her for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they charged a hundred dollars per month. Because they considered her overweight. Oh wow! Um, their process was: if you had this meeting with some person, they would eventually knock off the thing. But it was it wasn't like a true weight loss, and so we never used it. Um, mm. Golly, we never used it. It wasn't the kids were under their own thing at the That's time. That's a good thing, though. But it's a blessing you didn't have to yeah. use it. Yes, and so we were paying. It was easily five hundred a month, if not closer to six hundred, because of the extra fee. Yeah, and so we decided to stop. Um, and we, so what we went with after that was it was the year before COVID, I guess, or was it two years before COVID? No, it was the year before COVID. We that winter we applied for Medicaid. Yeah, no, no one's working, so we, you know, we're not bringing income, and so that's what we went with. Yeah, and it worked out. Uh, we had insurance. They gave us food card. Really so good insurance too. Yeah. Yeah. We, and exactly. When spring came around, we told them, of course, that was right in the middle of COVID. Um, that's when COVID had started. So we told them we didn't need it. it I don't think they listened. Uh, no, they, they listened. They took to us them. in. They took us off. And so we they, we didn't have no insurance throughout the whole year. Yeah. From, well, from, you know, spring till f- late fall. But we reapplied again at the end of November. And, but since then, excuse me. We are still to this moment on Medicaid. Um, That's cool. We have told, we've told them though over and over again we don't need it. Yeah, I've um, called them. We've I've called them. Letters. They won't listen. Um, so <laughs> they won't answer. They won't get back with us. Yeah. We are off. We have no food stamps, thankfully. Yeah. Um, Actually, that would come in handy with the prices right now. Prices yeah, food. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I need some. Some of that. <laughs> um, but so currently we have Medicaid. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, with her getting a job, um, I know they offer insurance. I don't think they offer dental or eye, I believe. Um, but to be honest, I've not been to a dentist office in uh, before years come October. Yeah. Uh, or not October. Four years come spring of next year. I went one more time before I quit full uh, working at the factory. Hey, well, you just so, you mean you brush your teeth twice a day. You're good to go. I brush twice a day and I use mouth rinse there every you go. single night. Yeah, so same. I am I am a big brush my teeth guy. You're a healthy. Yeah, you you don't let your mouth go to waste. I mean, you, you no, still keep I, it up. You I, got pretty good looking teeth. Did you have to have braces or anything? 
I did when I was younger. Okay. I did, yeah. At races when I was younger. Um, I'm the kind of person, too. I, I wake... did not get lucky enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the person, when I wake up in the middle of the night and you go to the bathroom, most likely I will do use mouth rinse before I go to bed due to the taste. Yeah. So yeah. that's just so I can go back to sleep. The taste of that. So I'm I'm not crazy hygiene, high, crazy about hygiene, but I cannot stand my mouth being having a taste in it. So I do brush yeah. my teeth a lot. Um, I have contacts, but we pay for that out of pocket. Yeah. Um, and we normally try to set it up where it's closer to spring, where it don't hurt us near as bad. Yeah. Um, but so that's what we're on right now. But thank, like you said, we we did uh, MetaShare, and then, like I said, it's not a reason that everyone can go with. Yeah. Um, it works for them, but just the way that the way that was, and we wasn't using it. We, we sure. went away. From, yeah. You know. No, I agree, and I think that's. I think what you're doing. There's no shame in what you're doing. I think that. Anybody out there? That's a good. That's a good route to go. Like we, it's when you're young in business, you're getting your business started. Like we're just blessed because we're both under twenty six. So yeah, like we're still our parents. We're still in our parents' insurances. So <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna stay on it until they kick us off. At that point, <laughs> at that point, we will have to readjust to see what we're gonna do as well. And yeah. and I love the community that we've built that we can sit and talk and have these conversations because I think what e- even through the tough times, through the sacrifices, all that stuff, like through these hard conversations, that's what people learn off of. And, and they learn like, hey, even if someone else is going through something that's tough or that it's not, they're not in the best situation they want to be in, then they know that they're not the only ones out there mm-hmm. and, and they can relate to that. Because I know that's like, we're we're not perfect. We don't have anything. Like we have so far to go. We've definitely had our financial struggles. Wintertime, hey, that's tough. Like everybody knows when you, you save up, you save up in the, in the winter and try to hibernate your money because – when winter comes, it gets tough. And I think being able to have the conversations and talk openly is, is a really cool thing. And you you might hear Baby Jack in the background. So most of the time, by this point of the night, he is down. But uh, he's not one to be down tonight. So he, he wanted to join us on the podcast. Kids can be kids can be honoring. We understand that. We actually have one of ours actually in bed just due to it's her first time first year in kindergarten. And so okay. she is. Yeah, how old are y'all? Every once in a while, she's. She's not adapting well to the sleep, lack of sleep. So she uh, she tends to be a little tired from time to time. So we tonight we're like, you're going to bed before we do this podcast. That way you're in bed at a good time. Yeah. So no, I hear you. So how old are your kids again? Remind me. We have a nine year old and a six year old. Okay, nine and six. So that's you had a good little time apart then. So oh, okay. So we didn't even talk about that. Y'all also had kids when you started your business. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. a whole other. We could spend another hour talking about that. Yeah, we don't need to spend we, an hour talking about it. But talk about that <laughs> for five minutes. Uh, how was that process like? I mean, man, it was tough. Obviously, like sacrifices. You make transitions, but then you had kids on top of that. Man, yes. I mean, does that just add to it? Does that add to the devotion that you had? Like, what did that look like? Uh, yeah, it definitely added to it. Um, is the hardest part about it was it wasn't really the income. Luckily and thankfully, I was able to breastfeed. Yeah. So yeah. as far as that goes, we didn't have to pay for formula. Awesome. Thank this because that stuff is outrageous. Yes, and it is. I, I don't. I don't know. And it's not like I wanted to breastfeed, yeah. but also one of those things. If it wasn't going to work out, it wasn't going to work out. That's right. It just it it goes I, how it goes. I, we know how that is. When it comes to formula, it, yeah, it's expensive, but you just kind of make it into your budget, just like you do any other thing. Yeah, you know, it's yep. automatic budget. You don't. That's not one thing that you slack upon. So 
um, that was one thing that we didn't have to that extra expense. Uh, but the hardest thing about it was, is when we had our first Zoe, he was working weekends and then the first two days of the week off also. So like on Friday nights, Saturday nights, he'd work at night. 12 hours. 12 hours. And then on Mondays and Tuesdays, he would work in the evenings. So there was that weekend hours at night. You know, there was a lot of times which he didn't do much at night because, I mean, we were bre- I breastfed. So yeah. what was he going to do? <laughs> and he sleeps like a rock anyway. So, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've learned that about Jeremiah, too. Have oh, a sleeper okay. over here. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't throw yeah, it the bus that way. The, the day I had, or the day after I had our first one, he's going to be like, oh, Lord. Not this, Lord. <laughs> you know, brand new mom. Look, somebody out there is going to learn from this. So it needs to be shared, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Admit right. your faults. <laughs> I was, I, I knew they were going to come in and do some blood tests. You know how they prick their, prick oh, yeah. their feet and squeeze on their feet. And so I, well, for one, I don't like needles, which they didn't do needles, God. But... I just, I told her, I asked the nurse, I said, can you take her out of the room so I don't hear it? Yeah. It doesn't stress me out. And so she's like, oh, honey, you'll be just fine. So she did it and <laughs> I she did it for like 30 minutes. What was I doing? This little Probably girl, asleep. He, he was dead asleep. <laughs> like, I mean, dead asleep. He's like, babe, when she comes in here, just wake me up. I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. So I'm like, babe, babe, like I was crying. I was like yelling. I was throwing stuff. Oh, <laughs> no. like and the nurse is like, oh, honey, it's okay. And I was like, no, you're, no, it's not. You're, you're hurting my yeah, baby. You're killing her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was so mad. And then everything was said and done after it was all quiet. Yeah. Woke up. I was so mad. I at him and he's like, what is wrong? And I was like, wake <laughs> up. That happened I several nights. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was breastfeeding and I would be stuck in a room and I would have forgotten something or needed something and I would scream his name like you know yelling I would call him on his phone nothing dead to the world and I'm like well okay I guess I'm on my own yeah yeah, yeah formula formula has been the biggest blessing for you because yeah. now, now I have to split the feeding in half now so I yeah. I'm up with him half the right. night but that is the best thing about using formulas you can yes <laughs> you split the feedings it's like all right. It's your turn. That's yep, right. You're exactly. Up. Literally. <laughs> We've already had that conversation after this is who's going to put him down because he is not in the mood to sleep tonight, obviously. No. <laughs> Aaron, what's it like being a girl dad? The Entrepreneur Academy is your online destination for learning how to grow a successful lawn and landscaping company. Hi, this is Scott from New Jersey. I just want to say that Brian puts out some great content, definitely has helped me grow my lawn and landscape business. Just finished my fourth or fifth coaching call with Brian, and every time I get off a call, I'm definitely ready to go out there and crush it. I also just recently purchased the whole ball of wax from Launchrepreneur Academy, loving all the content. Brian's definitely out there looking out for our best interest and trying to help us grow a bigger and better business. The link is in the show description. Make your business as successful as possible with training and resources from the Entrepreneur Academy. Man, that's a that's a good question. Um, you, where do I go? 
because I want one really bad. Yeah. I wanted a boy, but I, I girl, like, I need a girl next. So, give some advice well, here for all some them dads that want to be a girl dad. I'm start. It's sweet, uh, but I'm, I'm one thing I've noticed. I'm starting to get to a point where I can't help them as much. Mm-hmm. To an extent, uh, she, my oldest is nine. Um, you know, we're not to that stage yet, but you know, it's trying to give them privacy. Yeah. Uh, but up until that point, they've always been. Like we, I love der- demolition derbies, so they go with me. Um, they love them; it's crazy. They're, these girls, they love being outside. Um, they love getting dirty. They don't care. Uh, they so like the mowers. They love the mowers. Um, and so I've had to adapt as a as a dad of two girls. It's you find a defense you didn't realize you had when you got to take <laughs> them to the bathroom. Yeah, you, know, you got to go to the bathroom, and it's like oh, snap. You know what men's yeah. restrooms look like. Um, you know, especially at fairs or stuff like that, the toilets are the worst. I think that's the hardest thing about that's, being a, 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 girl a girl dad. dad yeah, and I never thought about that. Toilet. Yeah. Um, and so now recently, the last year and a half, I try to let them go to the own the, the female bathrooms. You know, I let them go in there by themselves. It's cleaner. And it's stand guard. There's plenty of women together. in there. And I, let them go, and I let them go together. But then what the issue is, is when I have to go, they got to stand outside by themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you as a father are real like, trying to figure out what to do. Where do I, <laughs> how do I go to the bathroom? And it's only, a, you know, 30 seconds for a man, but it's like, how do I, that's 30 seconds. It can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've discovered as a, a girl dad, you v- will find a, a dad that has girls himself. Mm. And uh, well, the last time I went to one that my wife did not go with, they got the dad was like, Hey, I'll watch him. I know exactly what you're going through. Cause you could tell I needed to go. That's cool. But I didn't know what to do. And so it's, it's, it, it's challenging, it's challenging as, 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 as when you're by yourself, uh, you, you're a little more nervous, especially in today's world. Mm. Uh, it makes you a little more nervous when you're, you let them go in a bathroom by themselves. And when it comes to walking to the store, walking anywhere, I, I treat it as normal. I don't, I don't, I don't get too worried there, but I still the protection as far as what I would say is a big importance. I I protect them the same as if they were a boy. Now, granted, we don't have a boy, um, but it's 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 different. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, he can't he can't just say, hey, let's get up. You know, this Friday they don't have school. He can't just get them up in the morning and say, hey, let's go to the store. You know, like he's he's got to he had to figure out how to put their hair in a ponytail at least. <laughs> I'm not picky in any way when it comes to that stuff. I'm just glad that he tries. But I mean, the ponytail is about as far as it goes. <laughs> that sounds about <laughs> like me. He's, he's I, had to learn that and stuff like that. He, when it comes to that stuff, he's had to depend on obviously me in a lot of ways. I've done a messy bun once or twice. That's, if I have a girl, if I have a girl, I'll just only be able to put their hair in a bun because I actually have gotten pretty decent at that with my hair. But uh, <laughs> other, other than that, it's just nothing else is going to happen. So yeah. That's yeah. that's cool, guys. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you sharing everything you shared tonight. I think this is going to be an episode that a lot of people resonate with, and a lot of people, including us, like we mm-hmm. resonate with everything that was talked about tonight on every aspect we went into. Um, thank you for being open about everything and just trying to help the next person out there because that's what these shows right. are about is like how can we help somebody else out there who's going through those struggles that you might have been in five years ago. Um, and those trying to make those tough decisions of how do we become a stay-at-home parent, things like that, uh, moving forward. I guess my final question: Do you have anything else you want to share? Anything that we're missing that y'all that you wanted to hit on? 
Well, one thing I thought of when you were talking about winter fund is our first year full time. Uh, first year going in 2019 to 2020, that winter. That wasn't um, easy. I can guarantee you that. No. And yeah. I have mentioned this. I've mentioned this before on pod, uh, Paul's podcast. So if anyone has heard this, well, it never hurts to hear it twice. Yeah. Um, so we went into 2019 winter into the 2020. I guess you could say with no guards on, we're just like, oh, the money's coming in. This is doing, we're doing this, we're doing that. And before we realized it, and, I, and I'll, I'll say it like that because it's honestly the truth, before we realized it, we're like, um, ah, crap, we, we got no money coming in. There's really no money. There's nothing Left. put back. Yeah. Um, we And we still got, gosh, it was the end of December, right after Christmas, somewhere in that time frame. We got two solid months of – Three technically around it, Yeah, three, depending on how warm it gets, how quickly – um, to get good income, it starts in April. So we had basically three months. Not even, even then, if you're net 30, then you're into May. You really have four months because you mow that first month without really showing any income. Right. Um, now, I do mine a little different, so I'm not a full net 30. Uh, I I do have weeklies, but my monthlies, I actually send out the invoice between 20 to 23 days, and it's due by the end of the month. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe five accounts that don't that are sometimes late, but majority yeah. of them pay with that by, by, by the end of the month, they're paid. Yeah. So. And by net 30, I mean, like if you're, I mean, I just send the bill. You ch- like we do charge card on file. Like we just charge it at the right. end of the month. I don't, I, right. no, it's yeah, not yeah. 30 yeah. days after your last mow. It's, it's right. We're going to mow the 15th and then the 29th and then we're going to charge on the 30th. So, right. But you still no, have those upfront expenses of the 15th and the 29th. Yeah. That whole month of mowing. Correct. So, but and anyway, so, continue. And- so she wasn't working. Yeah. And so again, this is her staying at home. And I'm now granted, I did get a job at Menards, uh, which is your Home Depot, your Lowe's, things like that. We don't I have those. Shelf. I want to go see. I want when we go up north, well, are y'all going to LAL? Unfortunately not. Have you been? Uh, we, did you go? Yes, we went last year. Was we it worth it? Year. I've never gone. Oh, uh, it was hundred percent worth it. It to be honest, I've apologized to Brian at least two or three times. And I told Liz at uh, Quip, I was sorry. And both times, they're like, don't worry about it. Every time I've told them, they're like, don't worry about it. But it's like, I feel bad. Like, I know they don't expect people to come, but, like, it was so worth it to me and to her. I hate missing, but we had to do – with this year being the way it was, inflation. um, You had to make tough decisions. We did. It was either go to LAL, and, yes, we will learn, but you also go to see people, visit friends. Yeah. Or – and there's, you know, roughly four – 450, you know, if you if depending on what the number is of people versus equip is everybody. Is yeah, twenty five thousand. Um, exactly. And so yeah. it's a way way better time to interact and we can still learn as well. And so we made the decision to do equip versus LAL this year. But my wife's already said next year we're going to all three. There which you is go. The third one third one's together in the trades. So that is one that- you definitely need to make. That yes. I I really enjoyed. Like this year was the first year going to together in trade, which I think last year was, was the, the first, first time, anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that like we went to LAL and I loved I liked LAL a lot too. Obviously, it teaches you a lot and stuff like that. But for me, like going to together in the trades was more of something that I like because. It's teaching you together how to run a business and, you know, not it's reminding you that 
like um, families involved. Yes, it's not just the business. You gotta with, without right. this, yeah. without this relationship, yeah. there is no successful business. If you don't have a successful it, marriage, there is no successful business. Right. Exactly. Right. I agree. Um, and one of the things I told, and I said this to her, and I told this on Paul's podcast, was I don't remember. I can't tell you the exact day. I think it was in March. Um, and it may have been later, but I told her after we got through that winter, cause we, we scratched and we cr- crawled. And if we're being honest, we are still to this day, digging that hole out that we created. Mm-hmm. Um, where's credit cards that are, they're, they're high. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying we're perfect. Um, I'm not saying debt is bad, but I'm also saying debt, not saying you can't have debt. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to pile up debt on a credit card to make it through that winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been, the financials of the world is not helping our process out any, but we're still making progress. Uh, we're not putting debt on credit card unless we just absolutely have to these days. Yeah. Uh, and that's a blessing. But I told her early spring in 2020 that I will never put you through this again. I don't want to, Cause there was tears, you know, how are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to pay that bill? And I told her, I will never put that weight upon your shoulders ever again. Mm. Um, she's the one that pays the bills. I bring in the income. She knows she has it set up in a schedule. What week, you know, this week we're paying these bills, the following week we're paying this bill. And it's that same process every single month. Um, and I said, I'm, there's no way I'm ever doing that to you again, because I seen the stress that I put on her. Yeah, and I and I blame myself because I was the main provider. I was the I was the one bringing in the income. I'm the one that brought up the idea of going full time, and I didn't plan far enough ahead. I just went with what was in front of me, and before I realized it, the, what was in front of me was a cliff, and we were about to go off of it if we didn't. You know, it felt like we were going to go off. Let's put it that way. Um, and there was no turning back. You had there was nothing we could do. Uh, besides just try and keep going forward and without going off the edge. Yeah, I, it, I think the analogy there that you can use is, as Paul says all the time, is the boat wasn't close enough to the dock. Like, you you thought you were 50 yards from the shore, but you were 5,000 yards from the shore. Like, you were a long way away. And so that is something that we, we joke around and we say that phrase a lot, like, make sure the boat's close to the dock. You need right. to get the boat close to the dock. Like, you need to make sure yeah. your stuff is in order before you make that jump. Um because right. there, there is an aspect of you have faith, you trust the Lord, he's going to take care of you. But at the same time, the Lord also puts responsibility on you to make the right decisions and, and right. use some common sense. So I think everything that you talked about there is is very key to anybody out there listening that it's an example of you look at decisions you might have changed, you might have done things a little bit differently, maybe a different timeline, but at the end of it, you stuck to your guns and you made it through and now look at the other side. Yes, I wouldn't give up what we did going full time. Yeah. I would change the process from the time I quit till winter time. Yeah, I would change that. We uh, my last day I worked was April twenty sixth. Um, I would change the way the income was com- what we were doing with income from then until the end of October. Yeah, um, I would make sure that was different. I would not. I would not go into winter. I can't even tell you how we went into winter. I don't know if we had any money back. I've like I've tried to like bury that that idea of what that was because it was just so it was stressful um oh, i can't imagine know, it, i mean i, I can't imagine and so we so i like i would not i would still go if we rewind it back i'm a glass half full you can my wife will commit to this 
I there's things in my past before I started a lawn care job that before I met her that I would not change, even though how bad they was, mm-hmm. because I am where I am because of what happened there. Yep. If I go back and change something, is that still going to get me at that same point that I'm at now? Changes your it, whole life. Course. It changes your your trajectory. You know, um, if I, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't still be full time lawn care, but if I waited another year, what would have happened? You know, I would just change. The only thing I would change going back to 2019 is making sure I put money back. Yeah, and that doesn't change a trajectory overall. That just changes what's available to you when you got to the end of the, the mowing season. For me, yeah, I do primarily. You said you said you try to exit out of your brain and you don't even want to think about it. I think the thing is that you have to look at, and this is going to be kind of the last point here, and we're going to hang the show up with 50 minutes. I don't want to hold you all much longer tonight. I know you, you have things to do too, but it's it's not about the problem that you go through. It's, it's not about the problem that happened. It's about what you associate that with. And if you look back on that situation, you associate, hey, this was tough, but look at where we came because of it, and, and look at what we got out of it. Like, was going right. full-time a tough decision, and was it a problem, was it stressful for a year? It was. Absolutely, and you still reap the the consequences, I guess you could say, of not making the right decisions at the right timing, things like that. But, right. But when you associate it with, hey, look at where it's gotten us now, then it yeah, makes right. you look back on that and you're like, well, that wasn't – I mean, could we do things differently? Yes, but this overall decision isn't a bad thing. No, I agree. Um, there's and, – and anyone out there that, you know, you, you've been through – where I went through, where we, what we went through, and maybe you're not in lawn care um, no more because of it. You know, there are there are consequences for your decisions, and if you're not fully set on it, you know, understand that maybe you're you are close to the dock. Uh, maybe you're ready, but doesn't mean you're not gonna your first year is not gonna be a, a cakewalk. Yeah. Um. And and you're and if you're not fully committed, if you know if you go into odd, ah, you know, I want to do this full time. I see everyone else is doing it. Maybe if you come up on a problem, you hit a, a, a wall, it, you got to make sure you're willing to do this. Otherwise, you won't want to continue through because it's easy to give up. Yeah, you can it's make a bad decision turn. then and go back yeah, on something it, that you really want, thought and believed in. Exactly. And, and so you will be tested, that's for sure. And you got to commit to, as I've said several times, I've, I've been asked, you know, I think uh, Caleb and Brittany asked me that the next on the pot that they're doing the walkthrough podcast at equip Paul asked me the same question. You know, what is the advice you give someone who's just starting out? And I'll tell it here again, give it 100%. Because mm. if you go at it with any kind of question, if you, if you question anything you're doing, it's going to make it 10 times harder to succeed. Yeah. You got to go into it knowing that, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have some issues. I'm going to run into some problems, but this is what I want to do. And you will succeed no matter what. It, it it there's different types of success, but you will succeed. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. That and everything that you said tonight has been spot on. I think this is going to be, like I said earlier, an episode that everybody takes and walks away from and say, "Hey, we learned something from that episode." Uh, I, I really appreciate it. It's been it's been fun, but it's been deep at times as well, and I like that. I think that we're it keeps the audience in tune when you listen in. It's like, oh man, this this kind of sucks me in. It's a little deep. So. <laughs> Uh, I enjoy those type of podcasts. I enjoy listening to things right. like that and, and people that I can just level with and, and know that, right. like I said, like my biggest thing, social media is I don't want to show just the good. I want to show the good and the bad and everything else in between. 
uh, and Correct. and that's exactly what we've what we've done here uh, on the show since we started, and plan to do here in the future as well. So, uh, well, where can everybody find you, Aaron? Maybe they want to ask you questions. Maybe they can have some questions about what we talked about tonight. Some things they're going through. If they wanted to connect with you and maybe get some advice from y'all moving forward, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook, both at Aaron's underscore Lawn Care. Uh, it's a green and white logo. Um, Instagram's commonly for a lot of lawn care guys follow me but if you want to follow my business page as well same thing on facebook awesome man i really appreciate it well uh guys i thank you so much for your time tonight thank you for everybody listening in i hate we won't get to see you at lal this year but guys you heard it here first like right here in person they said it was worth it and it's worth the investment to go so uh if you if you don't have your tickets yet secure your tickets secure your spot because they will run out uh here in the the next couple weeks we look forward to seeing uh some other people there get some good podcasts where while we're there and just building a, a bigger community here um like we continue to do here on the podcast and grow the community one relationship at a time so without any further ado i think that is going to wrap this one up thank you all so much for your time tonight absolutely appreciate you having us on Absolutely. We look forward to doing it next time. So uh, we are signing off here. Hopefully Jack signs off here real soon and gets to sleep. And uh, we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode.